Hello, hello. Good morning and welcome to the Lanre Agbulua J Show. We wish you the best of luck and best of life. Today's topic is cosmic consciousness. Humans are the living beings reflecting the greatest number of attributes of cosmic consciousness. However, all forms of life, no matter how elementary, possess these attributes in latent form. Human superiority lies in the fact that we humans possess a lofty spiritual nature as well as mental faculties that make it possible to express this latent spirituality. Most scientists believe that the evolution taking place in human consciousness is adaptation to changes that appeared in the physical body. Most religions claim that we humans were created in the image of the divine and that we have always been what we are today, both physically and mentally. From a mystical point of view, human consciousness is the result of gradual evolution that cosmic consciousness has followed by animating forms of life that are increasingly complex and more suitable for manifesting its attributes. The superiority granted to human beings by the Creator is only of spiritual and mental nature. Consequently, it only gives us duties towards so-called inferior creatures. The responsibility of human beings toward our environment is immense, for the exercise of our free will affects the future of a whole evolutionary chain, as the chain consists of all forms of life populating our planet. The structure of the body and the possibilities of the mind make human beings the chosen vehicle for the evolution of cosmic consciousness. Human consciousness is one in essence. All human beings receive a constant influx of cosmic consciousness which subdivides when coursing through them and gives rise to what we interpret as the different phases of human consciousness. Human beings evolve in two worlds which psychologists call the conscious and the unconscious. In the waking state, that is, when we are alert, the objective phase of our consciousness is involved. The activity of our objective consciousness consists of two phases, the former being purely objective and the latter being subjective. The essential function of the objective phase of our objective consciousness is to receive the vibrations emanating from the material world and to transmit them to brain centers capable of interpreting them. The more fully a sensory faculty is adapted to perceiving vibrations of high frequency, the more the psychological processes involved are subject to laws that make them complex and fragile. Our five objective senses and the form of consciousness associated with them play an essential role in our physical well-being. Due to their joint action, we are not only aware of the world around us, but we can also protect ourselves from the dangers it may hold. Our objective senses are constantly deceived by sensory illusions, which may involve our senses of sight, hearing, touch, smell or taste. Our five physical senses are adapted to perceive the material world, which is a constant source of sensory illusions. Apart from our sensory illusions, our educational and cultural background often leads us to commit errors in our way of interpreting information reaching us from our surroundings. 
The errors of judgment we make do not always originate from sensory illusions or from misinterpretations due to our education or culture. Some of them are linked to the influence of faculty reasoning. We make use of general standards to provide a single interpretation of those things we perceive through our objective faculties. If this were not the case, our earthly environment would be a constant source of conflicts, oppositions and discords, whereas it should be a world that we can all agree upon. Education should lay more stress on the fact that the material world, though indispensable is our, in our daily lives, does not at all constitute the only reality of human existence. Consequently, such an education would make children receptive to the spiritual dimension of their being, in other words, to their soul. There is no sharp boundary between the purely objective phase of our objective consciousness and its subjective phase. That is precisely why we include these two phases in the totality of the processes of our objective consciousness. Subjective consciousness is composed of all those mental faculties that allow us to respond to impressions transmitted by our five objective senses. The inability to see, hear, touch, smell and taste does not prevent us from thinking, provided of course that this separation from the outer world is natural and temporary. Imagination in its normal expression must of necessity call upon memory to combine all the components of what we imagine. Among all the faculties of our subjective consciousness, reflection is certainly the most important because it allows us to act in the present. However, it is impossible to reflect correctly without using memory and imagination. Sensory illusions should not be confused with hallucinations. The former are natural, whereas the latter correspond to mental or psychic disorders. When they do not result from an irreversible psychological breakdown, the only way to cure hallucinatory psychosis is to lead afflicted persons step by step to the recovery of an inner peace they lack and to stimulate more fully the functions of their objective consciousness. Our subconscious is responsible for all the involuntary functions of our physical body. Down to the smallest detail, our subconscious devotes itself to maintaining the vital life force within us and to ensuring that no pathological condition will compromise its activity. Without the intervention of our subconscious, we could not accomplish any voluntary action since it is the subconscious that allocates the energies required for everything we accomplish through our own will. The brain is only a transformer of the psychic impulsions continuously sent to it by our subconscious. Moreover, it is not the exclusive seat of human consciousness, but solely the center of its objective activity. Our subconscious is one of the major manifestations of our psychic consciousness. Therefore, the best way of being receptive to the subtle impressions regularly perceived from it consists of awakening our psychic centers. To achieve perfect cosmic harmonization, we must use our subconscious as an intermediary since it is the subconscious that constitutes the symbolic portal providing access to cosmic consciousness. When perfect contact is established with the higher planes of cosmic consciousness, our whole being vibrates at a frequency that is totally integrated within the octaves of the spiritual manifestation. 
Unlike our objective memory, subconscious memory is not limited to the recall of immediate past. It actually contains memories of all the facts that have caught our attention since the beginning of our present incarnation. Nature has widely has widely and wisely created a barrier between our subconscious and our objective consciousness, thus preventing us from being constantly evaded by scattered, fleeting, or irrelevant thoughts. What we refer to as a lack of memory is often due to two major causes. First, we lack concentration and thus give insufficient attention to information we seek to remember. Second, we stubbornly call upon our objective will to remember the past. The subconscious also contains significant lessons learned during the past incarnations, thus explaining why it is possible to gain access to our previous lives. The reasoning of our subconscious is exclusively deductive because the causes of our most physical and psychic functions reside within it. Thus, it cannot oppose the harmony that is supposed to maintain in our entire being. It is impossible to achieve full cosmic wisdom if we do not purge the subconscious of all negative impressions that it has recorded because of our past bad behavior. Talking about karma. The cosmic consciousness works in such a way that it eliminates certain vices and certain karmas that we have obtained from our earlier lives will not reflect in this particular, in the ongoing continual life that one is having. So it is on this note that I will leave it there for our first recording of the Larry Agbola J Show. We're going to be bringing mainstream text and esoteric text, information, knowledge-based information, and we're going to be discussing the plethora of ideas and bringing it to the public. So on this note, I'll leave it there. Thank you for listening. Take care and God bless.